Welcome to the Arena Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Of how we can manage ourselves, how we can manage our households, each other, how we can act with one another, all that sort of stuff has, has come out. So it's been great to have that over these last few weeks. This week, it's about family. And this week, we get to have the pleasure of the Basabis being interviewed on the stage. So why don't you give them a warm welcome as they come up onto the stage. Come on, lift it up. Woo! So just before we start in, into just talking with them and speaking to them and, and everything else, they asked and have requested a song be played. You know, that it means a lot to them as a family, and it's around, believe it or not, Christ being part of that, being the center of it. So let's just check out the screens for a few moments as this song plays.
such a beautiful song. Beautiful. There was a line in it that I noticed, and it said, um, we build our life on Christ the Rock. Um, and that speaks volumes in terms of probably the foundation that you build your healthy home on, Christ the Rock. Today we're looking forward to interviewing you. You are a great family. Um, and we want to see or catch a little bit of a glimpse of how your family works and what your home is built on. And I guess from hearing that song, we got a bit of a glimpse already. But I read a quote this week. No, you can't go home. <laughs> I read a quote this week, and I guess this is what we're talking about when we say um, home is healthy when it's built on Christ. A household of a healthy home is where Christ is the head of the house, the unseen guest at every meal, the silent listener to every conversation. I think that's quite powerful, isn't it? And I tell you what, when I read it, it made me stop and think. Because I think sometimes we forget that Christ is the unseen guest in our house. Sometimes I do. Maybe you don't. Sometimes I do. <laughs> Phil's laughing, it's okay. <laughs> So with that quote in mind, we want to know how you guys build your home on Christ. What I do want to say is we're talking about families, and families come in all shapes and sizes, don't they? Some, are blend, some people have blended families, some have single parent families, some people don't have children but are connected to the church family. So we're talking about a home that we build our lives on centred in Christ, but actually this is a house where we build on Christ. So, Shama, I'm going to come to you first. Are you ready? No. But. Yes, you are. <laughs> Shama. So, for all the people that don't know you or your family, tell us a little bit about what it's made up of and who you are. Well, you already said my name, so I don't need to say my name again, but I'll say it anyway. Um, my name is Shamo, and I'm 17, and I've got three brothers, so I'm the oldest, so it goes me, Timothy, Daniel, and then Jeremiah, and obviously we live, we live with our parents, and also my grandma, but who's currently in Africa right now, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, so it's a busy house. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and are you a good role model to your brothers? Yeah, I am, I think. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I tried to be, I tried to be, but yeah, I think I am a good role model, so yeah. I would say you are, because I've seen you in action, and the way you look out for them, and the, make, the way you make sure they're okay, um, that's part of being a good role model. Yes. Anne, tell us about you, um, about your family life, about what you do for work, and how you, in the busyness of life, um, enable your house to be a healthy home for your family. Um, thank you very much for the opportunity, first of all, to be able to share um, with these amazing people today. Um, just to be clear, nothing of a perfect family that doesn't exist, <laughs> in case you're thinking. Uh, but we are so delighted to be here with you to share maybe one or two things that have actually um, enabled us to build a healthy home. That song speaks volume, and actually it it's, might be like a cliche, but it's a basis for everything that we do, at least for our family, 
Christ being the foundation. Now, um, a, li a little bit about um, uh, myself. I grew up in Uganda, been in the UK. It's going to be actually 20 years next year. And um, yeah, I grew up in different homes, actually. My father passed away when I was 10 years old, and that changed a lot of dynamics in our home. So we grew up in different families. I grew up in, we were separated. I think about seven of our siblings, we were all separated. And as you can imagine, there were different values and things in every different family personally I grew up in. And so how that helped me actually, I knew families that I wanted to be a part of and I knew those that I hated being part of and I had those that I was there because I needed to be there. So that sort of gave me a, an idea of what I wanted my family, if God blessed me with one, how I wanted that to look like. Uh, what I do for work, I work for a Christian charity called Compassion UK. Um, I believe a lot of people sponsor children here. You sponsor a child here? Yay! Wonderful. Amazing. Um, and I started actually working work through Compassion. I did work with a Christian charity because of my background and for children, basically, to release children from poverty in Jesus' name. And um, I've done a bit of social work here recently and currently practicing in my home. <laughs> as a social worker, so I haven't got a job out, but uh, social work at home. Uh, and I do a bit of support work with um, youth and young people who are looked after by their local authority. I think that would do for a bit about me. How do I build, how do I try, I would say, try and build um, a healthy home? Um, we seek to create, we, you can't do it alone, that's for sure. We seek to create an environment um, for our children that they would want to live in. I hope our children want to be in our home. <laughs> we can talk yeah. like this, Shama. We can talk like Be careful what you answer because we have a home to go to. <laughs> um, yeah, we seek to create um, an, a positive environment uh, that they will grow up in. We want them to know, most importantly, that they are loved, that they are known, and that they matter in our home, and that they can also achieve everything that God has in store for um, um, that God had, has in store for them. Most importantly, we want them to really get to know the love of Christ through what we do. We believe that children are a gift from, from God. As Psalm 127, um, verse 3-5 says, Behold, children are a blessing from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. They are fearfully and wonderfully made, and they are such a blessing. And as you may realize, every blessing comes with a responsibility. Yeah. So if God has given you a blessing of children or family, those may be your own or not even your own or your neighbors or your friends or other families, it comes with a responsibility. And we believe uh, that God has given us the grace, gives us the grace, you know, to be able to train our children in the way, in the ways of the Lord, as the Bible says, um, that train up a child in a way that they should that they should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. 
We believe that um, it is our responsibility and our duty, actually, that these young men will grow up in the ways of the Lord, yeah. that they will love the Lord, that they will serve the Lord, and the things that we put in place, we, we are examples, we are books that are being read. So, <laughs> believe it or not, yeah. in your home, you are a book. I don't know, I can't tell you how many times I get reminded, Mom, you're shouting, you know? <laughs> and I have to say, oops, did I really shout? You know, so we are books that are being read, but there are also very many incredible things that they learn from us, you know, like worshiping God, loving God, serving God. So we have division of labor, yeah. We've got boys, as you can imagine. So for me, a healthy home is a mom who is not worn out to start with, with four boys who need to be fed, who need to be looked after. So we tend to help out with one another. And I can tell you these young people are incredible, especially this young man here. You know, he's absolutely <laughs> incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I think um, really uh, the bottom line is really um, trusting God and asking God for help. We know we don't do this on our own. We know we've got Jesus who is our helper. He's our present um, helper in time of trouble. Yeah. We can call on him for guidance. And even when we fail sometimes, we go to him and ask for help to lead us. Amazing. Amazing. I think there were three words that stood out for me there. That the children in your home know that they are loved they are known, yeah. and that they matter. Yeah. And actually, there's a lot of children and teenagers and young people and young adults and older adults that don't know that. And so you're bringing up a generation to know that. And we just got to pray, haven't we, that God's light will shine through them to the people that they influence too. Yeah, great words, great words. Justice, you're currently the second best dad in the world at the moment. <laughs> just behind me, of course. <laughs> It's a joke. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, mate. You're a busy man, of course. You're a working man. Uh, you're a family man, etc. But just tell us a briefly a little bit about yourself and your background. Oh, thank you very much, Tim and Helen and the whole church. Uh, it's a pleasure to talk about ourselves, which is usually not easy, but I'll try. Um, briefly, really, um, I'm just, you know, most of you know me already, but uh, I'm just a a husband to one wife uh, uh, and a father to four boys who actually keep me on my toes every day. Uh, and um, that's me, that's me just humbly accepting the responsibility of being a, a husband and a, and a, and a father uh, with very, very active boys and, uh, you know, keeping me young as well because I'm actively involved with them uh, and uh, I love it, I love it. Uh, I'm growing younger every day, uh, hopefully because of that and uh, I'm so grateful to God for that and uh, the kind of work I do, uh, for those who don't know probably, uh, I work with the city council uh, in care, um, looking after the elderly which is challenging but rewarding. I've been doing this for a while now, and uh, I'm learning more and more how to be, you know, uh, helpful to the people that are created in the image of God, who are at, at a stage whereby they can't help themselves. And um, that one, to me, is fulfilling, because if I'm there for them, I feel I'm doing it for the Lord. So that's me, briefly. 
Thank you. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. You, you, you're, you're a caring guy. We can see that. We see that in the life of church here, but obviously your work is reflecting of that too. And of course, you're, you're the, the man of the house too. I mean, Shama's getting older and he's thinking maybe he's ready to challenge you for that. I know that my two think sometimes it's time to challenge dad, but they, they know who the, the king is, but he'll get there. But you're still the man of the house. And and bringing Christ into play, because that's a responsibility we have as dads, that our families are, are, are sort of washed in Christ, basically, that our homes reflect him. So how does Christ-centeredness play its role in your family life, in the practicals of everyday life? Good question. Uh, when you ask me how, definitely I would say Jesus is the king and the lord of my life, first of all. Yeah. And I made uh, my commitment to him that even in my family, as a dad, as a husband, I will lift him up. I will make him number one. So I want to say that Jesus is number one, first of all, in everything. Uh, I don't always get it right, fine, because I'm human. But I know that Jesus, with him, all things are possible. And so... Being uh, Christ-centered, I know it's very important because I know the Bible says that, you know, he is a cornerstone. He is the rock. And building on him and making him the center makes me feel, you know, trust and feel confident that nothing will go wrong. Even when I'm weak, you know, and I'm not able to look after the family, with Jesus, I can't go wrong. So centeredness means... He's the source of my strength. He's the one that is guiding me every day in all that I do. And that's it. Make him number one and give him what you need to give him. Give him your life. Give him your, your commitments and everything. And then everything else will fall into place. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Because you're right in what you say there. You're not perfect. I'm only saying that because I know I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. And we, all we can do is try to be the best that we can be in who we are for our families, for the people we're with, etc. Not just in family life, but in mixing with friends. Be the best you that you can be. Um, but there'll be challenges in building a home, isn't there? There's challenges in building a house with a family particularly. And have you faced any challenges particularly that you're, you're happy to share with us? There may not be. You might have breezed through justice. But there may be some bits that you've, 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 uh, you've faced that you've had to just really seek God more. You know, we sometimes go deeper, don't we? Some, so sometimes we go more so. God, give me something here. Give me some strength, wisdom in this area. Has there been any challenges in your um, family life that you've faced that, that you can remember that you'd like to share? Uh, many challenges, actually. Uh, but one I will pick out is definitely the challenge of need. And uh, I thank God because, like, as they said in the first song we sang here, Jehovah Jireh is always there. Um, Having a job, one job that probably is not paying enough and I've got many needs, family, you know, boys, you know, feeding them, bringing food on the table every day. My wife needs, of course, uh, to look good as she looks now. (laughs) Very, 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 you know, decent clothing and, you know, my boys and all. So putting all that together and other needs really of provision, it hasn't been easy. But I thank God I will say this as a testimony that when you are faithful in serving God, he is faithful also to look after you. And I thank God for this church because one testimony I will share is that 
you know, at a time whereby we were stricken by poverty, by need, eh, by lack. During lockdown, God surprised us, surprised us and provided to us through this church. And I thank God because when we pray and just lay ourselves the way we are, he comes through for, for, to, uh, through for us and he did surprise us and supplied where we were in need. So that challenge and that mountain, God overcame it and it was, you know, taking us, <laughs> you know, miles away, but then God brought us back, not away from him, of course, but away in need, in, in, in struggle, struggling. But that challenge, I will testify that God has provided. Yeah. That's an amazing testimony, you know, that God, God provides need. We've said it many times. It's not once. You know, we all can have a list. I want this, 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 and this. But God is a, he knows what you need, and he will provide. It may not be a whole stack of what it is, but it's just enough to get you through to the next bit. And you can see that as a blessing from God. And, and that's what Justice is speaking of. You know, through, I love the way that you said that your wife, you know, she's looking beautiful here. And then Anne's there going... <laughs> That, but that, that speaks volumes to me. That speaks volumes to me that here is a couple clearly together, clearly in love, you know, and, and they, they have that great sort of just love for each other. And I can see that just coming from speaking to you. you we've spoke about Christ being the center. You go into Jesus, you know, and everything. The song spoke volumes there. It means so much to you. But just as I'm sticking with you just briefly, how, how have you built a home centered on Christ? What are the sort of, um, is there like a, is there a discipline in terms of what we need to do as a family uh, together? Do we come around to the table uh, to eat a meal and share together? What, what's the, the main sort of ingredients that you guys have, have looked to use in, in building a Christ-centered home? Thank you. Uh, I think I will refer to my notes quickly. Just uh, some quick points here. I think I put down some things here uh, to answer that question. Um... First of all, as I said, building on Jesus Christ because of him being a firm foundation and the rock, as Matthew 7.24 says, has helped a lot. But practically, how we build, we build our home or how I've, I've built my home uh, on Christ, first of all, is through prayer, yeah. praying to God every time and praying in faith, praying through the word and praying as I trust that when I pray, then I have to believe yeah. that it's going to happen. Yeah. And I don't have any doubt. So that is faith. Yeah. Practically every day is a new day. Yeah. Any challenge that, comes, that, that is on the way coming to me, whether it is from the devil, whether it is from wherever, from you know, human beings or enemies, I present it before the Lord. I say, I want my family to emerge or come out as a winner. You know? oh, and so Jesus... And trusting Jesus as I pray helps me in every day mm. to see myself in victory, you know, yeah. or see myself through. And so it's a lifestyle, just prayer, trust, read the word. When you get time, if you're busy, still trust that you'll get a time at least to read a scripture, which is not easy in this business yeah. <laughs> of the world. But knowing that definitely Christ is the firm foundation, I have to find time yeah. to make sure that I... My faith is not shaken. My faith is not, you know, um, taken away. I trust that I will get time and so put my family, you know, 
by faith in Christ and trust, trusting that he will see me through. And um, also the help of the Holy Spirit. You know the Holy Spirit is the teacher. The Bible says he teaches us, he guides us, he rebukes us. Sometimes, like as I said, I don't get it right. But the Holy Spirit, giving him his place in my heart, in my life, helps me to guide me, to tell me, okay, this is how we should pray. This is how we should, uh, you know, build your family. This is how we should rebuke your children because sometimes they can drive you mad. <laughs> Not in a bad way, but, you know, when, when, when the boys are, are running around and like, what do I do here next? So I need the Holy Spirit to help me to come down and to give me a wise way yeah. of building them and bring them back to normality, you know? Mm -hmm. that's, that, that, that's, that, that's what I put down. Thank you. Can I just add a little bit? Sorry, was that no, Just want to add a little bit, um, because we've trained our children to pray. We share testimonies as well. We worship together. Mm. We've got days when we just sing and everyone just brings out their best song. And when you bring out your best song, you've got to dance to it. So, and it's just incredible how you get to, um, how you experience their own world as well. Sometimes I don't understand half of the songs that he sings. And actually, I find out it's a church song. Like, oh. It didn't sound like one, you know, obviously, generations, you know, ahead. Um, but, you know, it does something in them. And they'll remember these things. Just yesterday, sorry, just yesterday, um, we were outside doing, you know, the normal things. And my Jeremiah, he has this song, um, Gone, Gone, Now My Sin is Dead and Gone. And he was chatting with a, a neighbor's child over the fence. So they were each other, they were showing each other things. So I'm going to show you this. Then they go bring a drum. Then they go bring a stick. And then he said, oh, listen, can you hear that song? Because it's a song playing. And he was saying, he says, gone, gone. Now my sin is dead and gone. Oh. And I, my heart melted. And this neighbor's um, um, son, they're, they're the same age. This neighbor's son just went, oh. And they had a good laugh. And actually, in reflection of that, I said, how incredible what we listen to, what we play, what we do impact the lives of our children. Yeah. 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 Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And actually, Anne, that just reminds me, we're not just building a healthy home in the building. We're going to transform that into our garden. And wherever we're going to go, we're going to be a witness. And Jeremiah did that yesterday, didn't he? Amazing. I'm not surprised that you mentioned prayer as being significant because you two, and, and worship, because both of you serve so much within church. So what I want to know, because I know it's not easy, is how do you both, one of you can answer it just because of the sake of time, I suppose, um, how do you have a busy life, work really hard, build home for family, and serve in your local church with a smile on your face too? How do you do all that? Why is it important to serve? Um, okay, to answer why do I serve in church and why? Mm. I'll speak for myself. Because you know salvation is personal and service is personal. Obviously the church, come, the family children comes in. Um, I'm just going to read a scripture. Psalm 116 verse 12. And it says, What shall I render to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of his people. Where else would I be? Very 
Who else would I serve? He is my boss. He is my life. He lives and I live. If he doesn't live, I don't exist. I am nothing and for me, it's such a joy and a privilege and a blessing to be a blessing and to serve in family and, and to serve in church. And I know he's equipped me and he's given me a purpose. And I know one day, above everything else, I'll stand and answer as to how I responded to that call or to that purpose. And that be it, lead people, encourage, give a smile to someone, cook someone a meal, bring up my children in the ways of the Lord. There will be a day, and I hope that day, personally, he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah, you know, my wife is like a Bible. Uh, she says everything, and once she's finished talking, you can't say. <laughs> but it's two in one. She reminds me. Thank you very much. Um, I just want to add on just one or two more points. Uh, she's preempted everything. But um, as I was thinking about this question, I just found two answers to say how we manage to serve. Right now, I'm here, but I thank God he's keeping my eyes open because I worked last night and I'm here and not, this is not the first Sunday. Some Sundays I come to church when I have spent the whole night working. And the way I find myself still awake, it's just, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I don't know. But then the other day I was asking myself, how? And the Lord answered me, the Spirit answered me, it's by grace and by my spirit. The Bible says in Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 that not by power, not by might, but by the spirit of God. If God wants to use you, he will take away the sleep. That moment where you need to stand, where he has called you to serve, he will give you the grace. He will give you his spirit. So I find that incredible. And knowing that I was called to serve, according to Second, First Peter chapter 2 verse, eight, verse 9, I, I am chosen I am called. I am saved for a purpose. I'm not just saved to be here, to come and enjoy, but I'm called also to serve someone, to be Christ's voice, to be Christ's presence somewhere. So knowing that at the back of my mind helps me to keep serving. And the other thing, finally, it's like giving back to Jesus. What he did on the cross for me, I cannot pay enough. I cannot give him any much money or any money. All I can give him is a sacrifice of my serving him. That's all. And finally, I want to go to heaven. <laughs> I don't want to serve just for, you know, for myself. I want to make sure that when he comes, he will find me serving him and worthy of the reward that he prepared for me. So that motivates me to carry on. Even when I'm sleepy, even when I'm tired, I will just come. Because I want to. Tell you what, 
there's a conviction for somebody out there. I tell you, you know, there's a there's a testimony if you if you need one that God will provide. You know, despite working night shifts, you know, God take away this tiredness and and look at here he is and he does this not just today but he does this regularly because of the the work pattern that he has. So I think that's an amazing testimony that that God strengthens you, God empowers you, and the fact that you want to be serving. You know, if God is really, if Christ is to come again. I want to be serving him when he returns. What a, what a testimony that you guys are showing. That is amazing. Shama, you've been a bit quiet. We haven't asked you too much. Um, I think it's clear that we, we think that your mom and dad are, are amazing people. They are uh, for what they do in and around the life of this church. They bring, they bring so much to it. Um, but how in your home, in your own words, how has how your parents set the culture um, in the home as you've grown up? What have you noticed that your parents have, have set in place to make sure that, that they guide you? They've talked about having music and things playing and they bring you guys out to bring your favorite songs and those sort of things. But in your own words, what's, what's been your thoughts of your parents and how they've sort of set a home built on Jesus? Food. <laughs> no, no, I mean, if you guys have tasted my mom's chicken, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> But um, other than that, you know, because it's every day, you know, we make sure that we pray uh, before we go out. For example, like if the boys are going to school or if I'm going to my college, you know, we sit down or we go in the car and then we pray together. And uh, also like when we've got like these difficult times when we're struggling with something, our parents are always there for us and, you know, they help us to get through tough situations or if we've got like questions to ask them, it doesn't matter what it is, if, you know, for me, exactly, it's about if it's about girls or if it's about anything, you know, I still ask them or they tell me, like, and they give my advice of what to do. So, yeah, that's pretty much our culture. And also, I'm not finished yet, I'm not done. Um, <laughs> you, know, we've, you know, we've got families, you know, around the world and, you know, they've got amazing people in there and they've got really, really good role models that care for us and also love us so much and they all work together as a whole big family to try and like lead us to the right paths in our lives as we continue to grow and also you know teach us about the bible and about jesus and you know the plan that god has got for us in our lives so yeah yeah brilliant and and you're right we, we can see i mean from me personally looking as an outsider looking we can tell that there's unity there it may not always be harmony you know because it's life things do come up and crop up but there's certainly unity there in terms of how you guys all work together respect of the parents and those sort of things but i'm sure there's been times when you've stepped out of line i'm sure there's been times because because every household generally speaking does have boundaries don't we we had a series on boundaries but as kids and i can speak as this i've been one believe it or not in the past where i've tested those boundaries See, see what I can get away with. But maybe you've done that. But how have, how have your parents stepped in to, not necessarily from a discipline point of view, you might want to share that, I don't know, but how have they stepped in and, and responded when you've needed a little bit of guidance in areas where you've tried to push those boundaries? Well, they've grounded me. <laughs> but um, other than that, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. But, you know, they've kind of like never given up on me and you know every time I do something wrong 
they always sit me down and you know they give me like two hour lectures um, <laughs> but you know it's it's all worth it because you know I um, <laughs> I get to learn and I get to learn from my mistakes and also they you know they teach me the right ways and also they guide me to the right ways and they try to stop me from doing the same mistakes again and they also help me to like find my true identity in Christ and they pray for me and also you know they yeah literally give me all the advice that I need to be a, bit, a better person you know that I am right now or also in the future so yeah I think um, that's key, isn't it? Talking, communicating, yeah. showing love, yeah. showing guidance. Yeah. It's important to show our kids guidance, isn't it? Yeah. And it's okay to make mistakes, but then coming with those mistakes and seeking some wisdom and advice. Yeah. Sounds like your mum and dad give that. I love the fact that you talk to them about girls. Yeah. <laughs> I do. And I also want to say, Ben, it's okay to have two-hour lectures from your parents sometimes. Because <laughs> Anne actually said it was three, so you do well. <laughs> In our house, we have a Bible verse, Anne. And it's Joshua 15, 24. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And we've had that since we were married, and then we've carried it on with the boys so I just wonder what your Bible verse is, if you've got one, over your home. Um, that is one of them, but we've got a few. Okay. You got a give, few. give me one. I think there's um, um, Psalm 121. I lift my, my eyes to the Lord. Yeah. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, yeah. the maker of heaven and earth. Yeah. He would not let my foot sleep Absolutely. or slumber. He who watches over me does not sleep. I love that verse personally. Yeah, I love that. Ultimately, in all things, where does our help come from? We want to go to him first, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's also emulated in your family. Jesus first. Jesus first. And so we're going to come to the end, but I've got one more question, and it's this. Give us three top tips on how to... Literally ground your children in church and family that always points them to Jesus. Three top tips. I think some of it we've covered already. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, I think, yeah, that's it. Top tips. I would say be, sure, do. Be, we got to leave it out. We got to leave our faith out. No shortcuts about that. If you believe in Jesus, you're going to show like you believe in Jesus. And uh, we pray together. Show. We show that Jesus is fun, actually. We come to church, we love, we worship, we dance. Sometimes we have dance competitions. You know, everything that I wish, you know, I want to show my children. Let them see that actually it's fun to be a Christian. Because there's lots of things out there pulling their legs and ears. That this is fun, do you want to try that? Why wouldn't they want to try that? So, sure, do. We just have to keep bringing these children to church. Just keep bringing them. And for me in my house, as long as you live in my house, you've got to go to church. <laughs> when Sunday comes, you've got to come to church. If you feel you can't come to church anymore, maybe you're 18, and you can pay your own rent. <laughs> So, 
But seriously, seriously, I think it is so incredible that the things I've seen, kids outside of church, I wouldn't want my children to experience. So I pray that God gives us the grace and the strength and the Holy Spirit is there to help us. I want to make Holy Spirit my friend that I can call on him anytime because he's there. And he's the only one who can help us with our families, in our faith, in our life, and in our walk with Jesus. And as we serve him as a family, he's the only one. He's the source of everything. We can do rounds, but eventually you have to come back to him. So why don't we go to him first? Amazing. Um, I think you can hear that there's a, a real sort of sense of togetherness in this family, but particularly that Christ is at the center of it all. That in everything, they're coming to him. There might be troubles, because there often is. It's life. We all face a lot of stuff in life. Circumstances can change. And also choices can be made where we end up in a place we didn't want to end up. But they always come back to Jesus. Always bring it to him and rely on in his spirit to help them through. Relying on his spirit to give strength and to give wisdom. And I think that's been clear that's come out today from this message, hasn't it? I, do, I think you can all agree. And why don't you just give these guys a, a round of applause. They've, they've been amazing. They've been amazing. And what we'd say is if, if you've got questions on this, don't be afraid to come and ask on stuff because there'll be plenty of things that, that maybe you're thinking, I ain't got that right or whatever. We don't get it right either. We learn by our mistakes sometimes. It's, it's the truth. But we come to God, and that's the important thing, that we allow Him to minister into our lives, that He's strength, just as coming out of shifts, strengthen us, literally, to get through the next day, but always having Him in our lives. Right now, I'm going I'm to pray, if that's okay, and just a couple of prayers, really. I want to pray for us all as people around this room. I want to pray for us as we're involved in our families, involved in our friendship groups, and what have you. But first of all, there might be somebody here this morning that recognizes that I want to be part of this. I want to have this Jesus in my life so that he can strengthen me and help me in my situation, help me in my family. Maybe that might restore, it might build up, it might strengthen. As we said already, we know there's so many different dynamics in this room to what family looks like or doesn't look like. But right now, I want to give you the opportunity, if that's you this morning, that you want to have Christ in your life. Jesus who came, Jesus who died, Jesus who conquered sin by raising from the dead. That's the Christ that we believe in. That's salvation. And through His victory, we get the victory. We get to share in that victory. That's grace. That is grace. So right now, across this room, if that's you this morning, that you want to respond to this message of who Jesus is, if you could just raise your hand right now, and I will pray for you. I will pray for you. Thank you. I see you. I want to pray for you this morning. One more time as we lift this up, as we come before the Lord. Thank you. Father, I pray for responses this morning, God. We thank you that you do make a difference in our lives. Thank you, Lord, that you, you gave your Son for us freely. Lord, we didn't have to do anything other than just receive it as a, as a free gift. It's, it's unbelievable what we get in response to you. But Father, you offer it to us. And we rejoice in that. 
We rejoice that, that heaven rejoices when somebody comes in to the presence of you, comes into your kingdom through accepting you as Christ, as, as a savior in their lives, Father. And I pray for those people responding this morning, Lord, that you would make a difference in them. You would make a difference in their families too, Lord. In the people that they come in contact to, would you strengthen them? Lord, would you build them up? Would you guide them? Would you give them the wisdom that they need? Lord, as they step forward in this, Lord, in your name, we pray, Father. And for everybody else in this room, Lord, we recognize that we need you in our lives. We need you to help us, God. Just as we've prayed for those receiving this morning, Father, we need it too. We need you to help and guide us, to strengthen us, Lord. And I pray, Lord, as we go from this place, Lord, we will go with renewed vigor. We will go with, with just a, a real sense of we want to make a, a difference in this world, Father. And it starts at home. It starts with me. It starts with my family, Lord. And our testimony as we step out into the world, as we serve in the house of God, Lord. As we serve in our workplaces, as we serve in our friendships groups. So, Father, I pray, Lord, that you would be the difference maker in our lives through the power of your spirit, Lord as we look to make a difference in this world around us, Father. In your name we pray. Amen and amen.